Hello everybody and welcome to the very first podcast of 2023 with me Gail from Sober Bliss. How are you? Happy New Year. I hope that you had a really nice, calm, peaceful and magical holiday season. Today's podcast is brought to you in my pyjamas in a nice cozy space and it's been inspired by the messages and emails that I've been receiving over the festive period and as we ease into January and ease into sobriety which is the message and the topic of today's little chat that I'm having with you here today. So grab a blanket, sit back, make a cup of tea, light a candle, breathe and listen. If like me you kind of struggle to get going this year then don't worry it's absolutely normal and actually much needed I think. I myself have been working on embracing the slowness of this time of year and since my husband's stroke actually I've been trying to slow down in general to stress less, to follow my own natural rhythm and flow and on the whole I am getting better at it but it is surprisingly difficult to stop and listen to slow down and to rest and I've been practicing and so it has been getting easier and hopefully I can share some of my my tips my own experiences with you today on the podcast. Now I did notice something this year that I hadn't really been aware of before and it just goes to show you know how much that I probably do need to slow down <laughs> and that is usually Christmas day is the only day when I don't turn on my computer at all. It's been that way for quite a few years now. It's the only day when I don't go to work or when I'm not thinking about work. Unless uh, I'm checking in with one-to-one clients, which I do every day anyway. So what happens is I have a lovely day off on Christmas Day, nice and slow, taking it easy. And then I get to Boxing Day, which is, if you're not from the UK, December 26th. And immediately I start to plan and think about what I'm going to do and get on with a little bit of work so that I can hit the ground running on January the 1st and what does that even mean anyway (laughs) and actually I started writing this podcast in between Christmas and New Year but then I felt overwhelmed and like I was putting pressure on myself and I thought well if I'm overwhelming myself then what must I be doing to you dear listener so here I am on January the 6th in my pyjamas and coming to you from a different place which is exciting and I don't just mean my physical space which is indeed different we had a big last minute change around of rooms just before Christmas 
And if you're a one-to-one client, then you will have already seen the new space. And if you haven't, then you will soon. (laughs) So otherwise, welcome, welcome. You're joining me in my new space today. I know you can't see it, but I hope it sounds okay. I can hear somebody next door just opening up. So hopefully you can't hear anything. Um, But what I mean by a different space is it's not just a physical space. It's one of intention and, and purpose. Coming, you know, here, arriving here from the heart and with feeling, which is where I would really love for you to start your journey from this January. Or if you're already on the path to alcohol-free living, then check in with yourself today. Look around and get grounded in your space. Get grounded in yourself. Are you coming from a place of integrity and heart and intention? So here we are at the beginning of January. And before I move on, can I just say that even if you are committing to doing a dry January, can we maybe call it something else? You may have seen on my website that I have a little button there called Joyful January, which is what I like to talk about. I like to talk about having a joyful January, which feels so much nicer and more positive, don't you think? And to help you with that and to help you bring some joy into January and hopefully a little bit of magic to what you know, can sometimes feel like a bit of a dreary, difficult month. There is a magical month of sobriety workbook and tracker, which you can download for free. I created this for you back in October and the feedback from it has been really good. So I just want to share it with you again. And the link is in the show notes and you can download that absolutely free with a little explanation of how you know it's going to help you to have a magical month of sobriety and not just now you can use it again and again and there's a little tracker you know if you like that sort of thing for accountability and to see your progress so let me know if you download it what you think of it um i really like to hear you know how you get on with things that I create for you. So back to January and why we're here. January the 1st, as you know, is traditionally the time to reflect on what's gone before, what you would like to change, what you would like to remove or add to your life, also known as New Year's resolutions, (laughs) which, you know, there's nothing wrong, of course, with having a New Year's resolution with making a plan having a goal or or a dream or desire to change um you know there's nothing wrong with wanting to be more healthy creating new habits um and start a new practice but why 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 do we feel like we have to begin on january the first and hit the ground running along with the rest of the world why can't we ease into it and begin in a way that feels good, which is what I'm talking about today. Because from a sobriety point of view, 
I'm about to enter my fifth year of sobriety. I quit drinking on 28th of March 2018. So not a New Year's resolution or dry January at all. Um, And I can honestly say that finding ways to feel good since the very first day, um, playing to my strengths, celebrating myself and rewarding myself, allowing myself little treats and indulgences along the way, and above all, you know, being kind, being gentle, focusing on looking after myself and taking it slowly has been really powerful in my own journey. It's something that's helped me not feel like I'm depriving myself or punishing myself or missing out. You know, I did have a mantra that I repeated every day. I did have affirmations. I did journaling. Uh, I did, you know, the work. Um, And yes, I had bad days. Yes, I had to make the effort and remind myself constantly why I was doing what I was doing. Um, You know, when I was tempted or at a party or I was tired or something happened. So yes, it was a commitment. It was a focus, a conscious effort. But like I said, I never ever once felt, nor do I right now, feel like, you know, I was punishing myself or depriving myself. And even on the hard days, even on the difficult days, I didn't ever feel that internal struggle. You know, even when life was hard and painful and sad and uncomfortable, which it has been, I found ways to lean in and to help myself and to soothe and to comfort myself. Little ways to help me feel good and cared for and loved and nourished, even if I was you know, showing myself those things. And they have been absolutely key, which is what I want to share with you today. You know, it is about being kind. It is about easing into it. It is about taking it slowly with mindful awareness and intention. That's the thing that's really going to help you. So yes, You may have heard me talk before, I do do early morning yoga, I sometimes drink green smoothies, I go hiking, I eat um, overnight oats, I soak beans and, you know, all of those things which I never in a million years thought that I would do. Um, (laughs) I go hiking, I go for long walks, I journal, all of that. Um, But I also have bad days. I also get upset and I get angry and I'm a pain in my own backside sometimes. (laughs) But this is about acceptance and taking things at your own pace and doing things in your own way. It's not about, I don't know, box ticking for the sake of it or, or, you know, white knuckling through cravings or anything really. It's not about forcing yourself to have a cold shower and go on a a 4am run you know unless that's what you want to do it's about finding your way and as one of my one-to-one clients told me recently that really 
listening to herself and easing into her own groove, I suppose, of doing things um, allowed her to to look at what was going on. And the more she let go of, you know, the expectation and doing things because she thought she had to and piling things on her to-do list, the better she felt, the more relaxed she felt, the more like herself she felt. And she did a lot more of the things that really mattered to her. She had more time, less stress, more freedom. And she's just started to feel so much better about the whole process, which of course led to more alcohol-free days. So let me ask you, is there anything that you need to let go of? And what do you want? How do you really want to feel as you, you know, walk your path? And how can you support yourself as you lean into this journey and you take it, you know, day by day? Because leaning into this, taking it slowly, listening and following our intuition is not something that comes naturally to it to us and it's difficult you know when changing a habit or when we're letting go of old behaviors old beliefs old thoughts and trying to introduce something new it is difficult it is a challenge we can't just wake up one morning and be a completely different person we have to allow time to adapt um, and we need to take it slowly basically even if you know you're quite firm and clear in your intention that you're not going to drink it still takes time to figure out you know what need is the alcohol trying to fill what do I really need here what can I do instead you have to be aware and and think about things and take your time so yeah Taking it slowly and easing into it is really good advice. And start today. Choose something that you find calming and soothing and relaxing. And just allow yourself, you know, to soak up the slowness of it, the intention of it. Be fully aware and present. And that's really going to help remind you that not drinking can feel really, really good, which is key when we're starting something new. And it will also give you a chance to listen and to work out what your next step is. Because if you are feeling a little bit lost, a little bit scattered maybe, um, then you will need to slow down and step back and do a bit of thinking, planning and, and preparing it's it's not about giving up it's not about being lazy or opting out or putting it off it's just you know about getting clear and preparing yourself as best you can that's why when i work one to one with somebody even if they've already decided that they're not going to drink for the next 3 months 6 months ever or even if they've already had a few alcohol-free days under their belt, we spend the first couple of weeks really 
digging deep, you know, getting clear on the why, the motivation, the triggers, um, and figuring out a plan of what we're going to do if things get difficult, how we're going to look after ourselves, what need are we trying to fill with alcohol and how can we, you know, find other ways to fill that void, if you like. It, it's very slow and gentle. There's no pressure. There's no judgment. There's just proper care and attention. And I don't want people to take on too much or expect too much of themselves and that goes for you too you know don't put so much pressure on yourself to get it right first time often we assume that you know by making the decision to stop drinking then we'll suddenly be able to fix all of the other areas of our lives my own personal experience is when I first quit drinking I had this vision of myself where I would be sitting at my desk with my cup of tea, working on my business, talking with a client, writing my book, you know, whatever I was doing, all calm and serene and relaxed. I would have done a run that morning. I would have had a green smoothie. Um, I would have batch cooked all the meals for the week um, and done my yoga, you know, and that was like the next day. That's what I thought my days would look like. <laughs> Um, however, in reality, all I could manage was taking the dogs for a walk and many cups of tea and sitting on the sofa eating cake while I watched Danish um, crime series DVDs. I may have told you that before. So my point is that, yes, I had this vision of what I thought my life would look like and that was really motivational but it didn't happen overnight. It took a long time before morning yoga became a thing, you know, before I did regular meditation and before all of the other things that I just mentioned entered my life. Some of them, you know, have never done that. I don't batch cook very often. Uh, I don't run very often. Um, and the point is that if I'd forced myself to do all of those things right from the off, then it would have been too much. And I probably wouldn't have been able to stick with it, which is what often happens with New Year's resolutions. So please don't put too much pressure on yourself to do all the things. Just focus on one or two things that are really going to help you. Focus on yourself and focus on what feels good to you. That's not to say that you don't need, you know, commitment and, and discipline, because we absolutely do. Taking it slowly, as I said, it's not about being lazy or lying around all day, hoping that magically you'll just stop drinking. No, it's about showing up for yourself, being kind and gentle and firm and yes, sometimes doing things that we don't feel like doing, but doing them anyway because we know it's the right thing and we know just how much better we're going to feel afterwards. As they say in yoga, the hardest part is coming to the mat. And it is. I just mentioned yoga there. I do do it, not regularly. 
and I would like to do it more, but I still have to make a real effort to come to the mat. You know, even now, right now I'm doing a 30-day yoga journey with Adrian. Maybe you're doing it too. And it's been challenging to show up every single day. Because if I think about it too much, maybe you can relate. If I think about how much I really don't like um, downward facing dog, for example, then I can easily talk myself out of it, which is not the point. I want to do yoga every day for 30 days. So I have to focus on how good it feels in, I don't know, Savasana when I've finished or how good it feels when I'm out for a walk later on in the day and my muscles, you know, know that they've done something. And I focus on all the other benefits that I get from early morning yoga, like a really nice start to the day, a calmer mind, feeling good about my achievement, all of those things. So focus on the one thing, focus on the benefits of not drinking and make that the only thing you concentrate on for the next month. Because the rest... You know, the green smoothies and the runs, if that's what you want to do, they will naturally follow as the benefits of not drinking kick in. But absolutely, if early morning yoga and, and runs and green smoothies help, then by all means, you know, do them. But you don't have to, is what I'm saying. Um, and as for when... To quit drinking you know I've talked about oh don't do it on January the 1st because the topic is about easing into it I do also think that January the 1st or where are we now the 6th 7th is a really good time to begin the journey to begin easing into things to begin the commitment to yourself and it's not because we suddenly have you know magical powers on January the 1st that allows us to be able to build new habits seemingly you know without effort and really easily and and not because everybody else is doing a dry January but you know despite the complaining about it I do think that January is a nice month to do this it's a nice month to ease into things and take it slowly you know January can feel like an awful month to do it because if you live in the northern hemisphere you know it's cold it's wet it's gray and miserable you might still be recovering from you know the christmas festivities you might be feeling a bit sad to be leaving the magic behind and you know the holidays and as we get back into work and school and and normal routines um but i do think that in itself getting back into normal routines is a good springboard you know it's something that we feel grounded in we know what's coming it's safe we can manage it we know what to expect um but also january i think is a good time to embrace the slowness as i talked about at the beginning of the podcast because it's cold and it's still dark at night and in the mornings you can still wrap yourself in a blanket and light a candle you can feel cozy um you know you can wear socks in bed you can wrap yourself up for a blustery walk 
And yes, do that even in awful, horrendous weather because you know how alive you feel when you come back from walking in it. And it's one of the great things about forcing ourselves to do something that takes an effort. Of course it does. You'd rather sit on the sofa with chocolate and a cup of tea. But if you go out in that horrible weather and you come back, you feel amazing. So focus on that. Focus on how you can find joy and comfort in this month of January and do things that excite you and scare you and make you feel alive. Because this journey, as I've said, it's not about punishment or doing something because you have to. It's not about ticking boxes or getting through things by sheer grit and determination. Although there will be some of that as well. It's about going inwards. It's about building a strong foundation It's about leaning into the discomfort, tuning into what is working for us as individuals and finding our own way. And I think the only way to do this is to take your time, do the work on yourself, dig deep and yes, take it slowly and ease into things. Look for how you can feel good at every possible moment and keep going even when you trip or fall you know which is nothing to be ashamed of it's no reason to give up or to not show up for yourself but it's a great opportunity to look inside and really see what's going on so that we can make the change and we have to take our time We have to be kind and slow and gentle. And the biggest lessons, they do come from, you know, our trips, our falls, our mistakes. And it is where the most growth and transformation can be found. So stick with it. Even if it feels slow, stick with it. Keep going. Because you can absolutely do this. So before I go, I want to leave you with some practical tips because after listening to me, you're probably thinking that, well, all I have to do is to wrap myself in a blanket, light a candle and drink tea Um, after being on a really wild, horrible, wet, windy walk, of course. Um, Not quite, although... (laughs) wrapping yourself in a blanket and going on a windy walk will really help but you need to do a few other things (laughs) so here goes some of my top tips best advice I suppose for easing into sobriety if you haven't already got one get a journal I really love journaling and I really enjoy when my clients show me their brand new journals and share with me what they've been writing in it because that is such a good place to express yourself and to work through the problems and your issues and to dig deep so if you haven't already got one try and commit to writing in your journal every day even if it's just for 10 minutes a day and you will be surprised at what comes up 
and even more surprised and, and proud when you read it back at the end of the month and you see just how much progress you've made because it's easy to focus on, you know, the day-to-day stuff and if you make a mistake to beat yourself up. But if you track your progress, I suppose, for a whole month and you write down what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what went well, what was challenging, then it gives you a really good idea of just how amazing and wonderful you are and also next steps. So do that. If you haven't already, get a journal. Um, But I guess probably the main thing is to actually commit to this month, commit to yourself. Now I know it's January the 6th or might be 7th when you're listening to this Um, and it's not too late. You can absolutely start now if you want. So commit to trying commit to showing up for yourself every day even when it gets hard and as I said even if you trip or fall get back up and keep your promise to yourself so think about what you tried before uh, because I'm guessing you know this isn't the first time that you've done a dry January or the first time you've tried to change your relationship with alcohol so think about that you know, what have you tried before that helped? Do more of that. And what hasn't been very helpful? Do less of that. Um, and what can you do more of that's really going to make you feel good and help you as you move through the following uh, days and weeks? Always focus on the benefits. That's been my, you know, best advice ever always focus on the benefits always think about what you're gaining and never what you're giving up so focus on you know lovely sleep more energy think about why this month is a great month to be starting your journey and in your brand new journal or on a brand new page write down 20 positives about not drinking in January and focus on those Think about your why, why you're doing this, why you're here, why you want to stop drinking, what it means to you, how do you want to feel and why this is so important. I talk about the why a lot and as I mentioned before, when I work with a client for the first time, that's what we spend a lot of time in the beginning doing, really getting grounded and focused and um clear on our why because that's a thing that's going to carry you through everything and I've recorded a special finding your why meditation which is really going to help you and you can find the details of that in the show notes um what else yeah you know it's one thing to sit on the sofa drinking tea, wrapped in blankets, go for walks, have a really clear why. But we also need to think about, you know, what challenges might come up this month, good or bad. You know, do I have any big events, parties or stressful periods at work coming up? So if you have, think about how you can prepare yourself and support yourself through them. Think about cravings. Obviously, cravings are the main thing that people worry about. And just because you've got a clear why, 
just because you know what you're doing and why you're doing it, you still might get cravings. So how can you, um, you know, manage those cravings, especially in the evenings, you know, at, at nine o'clock, that's when they do tend to pop up. So think about how you're going to manage that. And I do have a free guide on my website. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes to help you through nine o'clock. And there's also a lovely guided visualization meditation along with that guide as well. Um, equally important is how you're going to treat yourself, how you're going to celebrate yourself, what you're going to save, you know, what you're going to spend the money on that you're not spending on alcohol this month, all of those practical things. So you might want to start putting the money away in a nice jar or pot or something. You might want to plan what you're going to buy. Again, this is just reaffirming that it's so good not to drink because I have this wonderful treat at the end of it or the end of the first month. Anyway, it's motivation, it's inspiration and it helps us see that when we're drinking, we're just pissing money away, basically. Um, so what else do you want to spend your money on? Think about that. And obviously go for as many wild winter walks as you can when it's safe, obviously. Um, I want you to feel alive. I want you to feel invigorated. I want you to feel, you know, roughed up a little bit by the weather because that feeling of being alive and awake and invigorated and present is something that is just so much better when we're not drinking and when you get back you can wrap yourself in a blanket and have a nice cup of tea um, and reflect on how nothing compares to feeling this way so hopefully I have inspired you to feel good to allow yourself to feel good on this journey hopefully I have answered some of the questions that you might have been having some of the doubts that might have been popping up um, and hopefully I've helped you see that you can take your time you can ease into things um so use, you know, the hints, the tips, the resources, <coughs> oh my voice is going, um, to help you as you go through the next few weeks, the next month. And don't forget that I am always here for you. You can always email me. And if you want more help, um, support or accountability with this, then of course I'd love to support you on a personal basis that's what I do best that's what gets the best results and that is the most transformational work that you can do is work with me on a one-to-one -one basis and I do have a couple of spaces left on my three-month one-to-one coaching program so if you are interested in working with me then do book a call so that we can have a chat a little bit more about it and the link is in the show notes as is the link to the wine o'clock 
guide and the lovely finding your why meditation that I told you about. So take your time, listen to your intuition, follow your inner guidance, see what comes up um, and find ways to ease into sobriety this month. Find a way to do this that feels good to you because this is what makes for successful, feel good sobriety and that's what I want for you. So I'm going to let you go now. Um, Hopefully you're going to go for a walk and then make a cup of tea. Um, But whatever you're doing, wherever you are, I'm sending warm New Year wishes to you. And I will see you back here next week. And of course, I'd love to meet you on a call and help you personally if you need it. So thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year again and I will speak to you very soon. Bye for now.